Yo, 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 what's going on? It's your boy, Stephen Williams, aka Stephen Williams, and my co-host, Cora. Am I saying my last name? Cora. Cora Agia. I go. <laughs> I guess that's fine. Especially because I go by Rucker and you been calling me my government last name, so... Yeah, because we're not going to refer to that name here. Even okay. though you changed it legally. But, uh, right. Yeah, that's a no. Um, but welcome, you guys, to the Second Firstborn podcast. As I already said before, I'm your host, Stephen Williams. And the co-host... Cora. Cora. Um, so last time, we talked about our... What was the word? Guilty pleasures. I had quite a few of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They and were a bit much is what they were. They were a bit much? A bit. I doubt that. I can't even remember the name of the one show you were talking about. And I still can't remember. You mean Glee? No. I've been watching Glee with you. Smallville? Was, thank you. Smallville. Smallville is the jam. <laughs> First of all, I still can't get it's the story Mm-mm. of Clark Kent <clears throat> and his upbringing. Okay. Like, come on. How do you not like that? Yikes. Yikes. There is no yikes. What were some of your um, guilty pleasures? Watching reality TV. Oh, that's terrible. Of any kind. That's terrible. Mm-hmm. Like Big Brother. Mm-hmm. And yes. the ghetto reality TV shows. Yes. Mm-mm, that's not good. Marriage Boot Camp was really good last season. My 600-pound life. Mm, I can't bring myself to watch that one. Why is it that? It disturbs my spirit. I don't know why. Oof. Seeing people just not taking care of themselves in such an egregious way, I can't. Did you watch MTV's um, True Life? Yes. I'm, I am a hoarder or whatever it was. I watched all the True Life stories. Yikes. Mm-hmm. That... Indeed, is a guilty pleasure of yours that you should be guilty about. I remember my favorite episode from True Life was way, way back in the day. I think I might have just started high school. And they had that one episode of this white couple who did porn together. Yikes. And they had this big ass mansion and all their cars. And their little daughter, she might have been like five years old, already had a whole college plan paid for in full. They could have retired. They were married. And I remember as a teenager, I was like. This is bricks. Bricks. <laughs> I know like the one episode that I remember watching was like true life. I want to be a professional wrestler or something like that. Mm. They had an egregious amount of episodes. Mm-hmm. It was a good show. Uh, they need to bring it back. They, people are weird these days. So I'm sure. <laughs> True life. I have an OnlyFans account. <laughs> exactly. Yikes. I feel like it would be very fitting today. MTV, please bring back True Life series. Yeah, you heard it here first. Um, so let's get right into this podcast, okay? Shall we? We shall. Mm. Does having sex in a relationship make it a healthy relationship? I'm going to say yes. Things that I know now that I didn't know then. Back in the day when I was married, I most certainly felt like having sex was a part of your relationship yes but i didn't feel like it was 
the most important thing. Mm -hmm. I think now as a much more mature adult who's lived a little bit, I recognize the importance of intimacy in a relationship and sex is in the realm of intimacy. Very necessary. Interesting. Mm -hmm. I feel like, I feel like sex doesn't make uh, a relationship healthy or toxic. I feel like sex is like an added topping to a layer of cake. It doesn't make the cake, but it is an additional flavor for the cake, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So like the relationship should be a relationship by itself with or without sex. Mm. But the sex is like the thing that just tops it all off, you know? Does that make sense? It makes sense. Yeah. I just haven't been able to have that experience yet. Mm -hmm. Interesting. I think that a lot of people would like to know that those kind of relationships exist. Right. Where you could just genuinely be interested in somebody without a physical relationship. Yeah. Like a companionship. But mm -hmm. I think, unfortunately, in our day and age, it's not as common. Right. Definitely not common. Because some people are out. After the second date, if they're not getting any pants. Yikes. It's terrible. Um, on that same token, though, does having good sex in a relationship cause the relationship to be healthy? I mean, I guess, again, I'm going to go with my own opinion. I would like to say yes. I mean, even if, I, I don't know. I feel like sex is something that can be learned, first of all. So if I was in a relationship with a person who I felt like their sex game wasn't good, mm -hmm. I don't think it would be grounds for breaking up. Mm. I guess I, I I phrased that wrong because the first question should have been, does having bad sex in a relationship cause a relationship to be toxic? Um, and then the second question therein would be, does having good sex in a relationship cause a relationship to be healthy? Mm. So like I would still say the same thing like, having bad sex in a relationship isn't going to like make it toxic it's going to make it interesting like i would have to teach my partner how to do certain things or she would have to teach me how to do certain things if the sex was that bad you know but mm -hmm. i don't think that it would make the relationship one way or the other a lot of people beg to differ because I just had this conversation with one of my best friends, and hey. she was like, no, I'm not fixing Maybe we it. should have your best friend on our show. Sharisha Kofa, if hey. you're out there listening, hey. tap in. You're, you're invited to our next our next show. Yeah, she was like, no, I'm not fixing to be training nobody up in the way that they should go. If it's, She literally said, if it's not in you, it's not in you. But that's not logical, though. That's what I said. I was like, like I this could be that. this person could be like the love everything. of your life, the yes. everything, the end all be all mm -hmm. in a relationship. And mm -hmm. then the one determining factor that they lack in is sex. And mm -hmm. you don't want to be with that person. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, I don't know. I don't but know. then again, your partner has to be willing to receive whatever educational material. you. But need at the to same learn. token, the partner needs to be willing to teach. Right, like, but I think that's the problem for her instance oh, is like both of them don't want to. Yikes. He don't want to take no advice when she did mention that there were some Oof. issues and things. Hard head. And then ever since then, she's like, oh, don't even worry about it. You us. know what they say about a hard head, right? Mm. Makes a soft ass. Mm. Anyways, um, <laughs> let's move right on. Um, have you ever been cheated on? 
Absolutely. Oh, gosh. So have I. We can relate. Mm-hmm. Um, not fun. It, it, it's not fun. However, I've also cheated in a relationship. I'm not proud to say it, but it has happened. Mm. Um, How many it, times have you cheated on someone? Um, I would say in definitely when I was with my now ex-wife. And then I guess in that same token, whoever I was cheating on her with, I was kind of cheating on her with my wife because mm. we were still having sex, I guess. Mm-hmm. So definitely at least two relationships, probably a third. Like when I was with um, uh, the woman who I bought a cruise for or bought her a ticket to go on a cruise, um, I was talking to somebody else, I guess. Like she had the title of the girlfriend, but the other woman was receiving the benefits of the girlfriend, but she didn't have the title. So she was a little upset. So I guess that was, well, it's not guessing. That was cheating. So, yeah. Mm. What about you? I have never engaged in cheating, unfortunately. Mm, those are the pricks. Yeah. You've never had a whole face? Mm-mm. This is such a sensitive topic for me because, you know, on the one side of me, I very much so wish that I would have cheated or would have went through a whole whole phase. Like, I wish I had that sound, but so I can play it. Honest to God, I really do think that way sometimes. I feel like it's necessary to have put on that shoe as an adult Mm -hmm. to be able to understand what it feels like to be in that To say, like, you've been there, done that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, because I've never had a whole phase, and I hate that about myself now at 29 years old that I've never been able to like really experience because I get that having multiple partners is not, that's not the part of it, you know, but to me, I feel like it's the fun. It's the thrill. It's the excitement of being able to meet new people and have experiences. Bad. Yeah. Like I feel like when people, when people go through whole phases, (laughs) obviously they're looking for sex, but more than that they're looking to have fun they want it's the story behind it how you met that person what kind of fun things did you guys do together like what places did you go the daydreaming about them at work or daydreaming about them while having sex with your partner you know that's just dirty those are the breaks have you ever thought about somebody else while you were having sex with your partner Mm, mm -mm. Mm, interesting no Cause I mean, it's only been a few people, so Yikes. and they've all been broken up. I've never been dealing with one person while dealing with another person. Have you ever thought about somebody who you've never engaged in actual conversation about while having sex with your partner? Yeah, Ooh. when I was in my marriage, when we got towards the end of it, and I knew it was going to be over, mm-hmm. we were still having sex, <sighs> and Yikes. that was very toxic. Oh yeah. And I most certainly, you know, would envision other people or <laughs> wish and fantasize about other people. But were they like celebrities or like people that you knew? People that I knew. Okay. We got the tea here. <laughs> we got all the tea. <laughs> people that I knew. Like the homies back home? Mm hmm. Ooh. 
or maybe from other places. <laughs> Do you want to share? Who the person is? Yeah. No. Why not? Because that was then and this is now. Right, but you've gotten the over The feelings that. are not there anymore. Right, so it shouldn't be a problem unless they're going to listen to the show later. <laughs> Awkward. Um, I think I have thought about other people while having sex with my partner. Not currently, but um, in previous relationships. I definitely dabbled in thinking about other people. Celebrities. People that I knew. Um, that you had already slept with or that you just wanted to sleep with? Um, It was either someone I've already had sex with or somebody that I imagined having sex with. I think you have to be at a very boring level in your relationship when those things start to happen. Like, Mm. to me, I just feel like if you're fantasizing about other people, you're very detached in your relationship. I wouldn't agree. Mm. I would not agree. Because I feel like a vivid imagination is, is something that is can be useful, can be a blessing and a curse in the same token. Because, like, even before I started having sex, I was writing poems about having sex. And it was crazy. Um, But then again, the same thing is with the porn industry. If you started masturbating and things of that nature, then you know what I'm saying? Like, you can think that porn is the equivalent of what it's supposed to be like when you actually do have sex. Mm-hmm. So, like, thinking about that, imagining that while having sex is not necessarily unhealthy, but it's not necessarily healthy. It just is, if that makes sense. Does that make sense? A little bit. Okay. Um, What do you consider cheating? Unfortunately, I'm a traditionalist in this sense. Mm. I feel like if you're going to call yourself being in a monogamous relationship... Mm. We're going to talk about that, that later. you should reserve yourself for your partner in all ways. I'm going to speak from my perspective. When okay. I when I am in a relationship, I don't feel comfortable talking inappropriately to other people, engaging in physical things with other people. I don't think that it's okay to be emotionally confiding in someone more than your partner like if some wild shit is going on in my life and I'm sad, I'm down, I'm whatever, I would much rather be with a person who makes me feel comfortable enough to talk to them than for me to have someone else other than my partner who I constantly am turning to. Because especially for me in particular, I already have female best friends. So Mm -hmm. between my female best friends and my man, I should be solid. I don't think that I need another third party to intervene in that way so emotional cheating is definitely a thing to me okay um and then i'm trying to figure out what is my my fine line with flirtation because i do feel like flirting is just a normal reaction to being around humans but i do think that there are some people who take it too far Mm -hmm. so i haven't decided how i feel about flirting because sometimes i feel like flirting really is just that and it's innocent right and then other times i feel like how do you draw the line to where you're being disrespectful do you think that flirting with someone else can cause your own relationship to be stronger yes 
Mm. I think it can do either. It can either strengthen a relationship or it can do harm. Because I know the one occasion that I ever felt like I was flirting with another person in my relationship, I definitely would come home like, you know, feeling a little sexier or mentally in a better place to want to come home and, you know, turn up with my man or try to make him feel good because that energy was riled up in me before I came home. You know what I mean? But in the same breath, I also have had instances where maybe I was flirting with someone or they were flirting with me and then I come home and I'm pissed because now I'm looking at my partner like I'm over here wasting time with you when you could be right with. There are people who could be Sam entertaining. Sam right. <laughs> okay. uh, I saw this post the other day that was like, uh, the reason why women are so upset is because they got, uh, that they didn't cheat because they got uh, Cash At Me, Cassidy, and all these other names and Split It Right Steven or whatever whatever the thing said it was it was pretty funny and then we come home to you that's doing nothing at home yikes but yeah those are the breaks it Um, happens people love to make it seem as if women are the only ones who can be like boring partners but the truth is there are plenty of women out there who come home to a man who wants nothing to do with them too so um i know for me um I don't know. I think it's me being a Libra or just being a man in general. Like we, we want to know that we still got it. Like to be able to flirt and then have no emotions towards that person. Like talk risque to a person and then still want nothing to do with them. And the actual action, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of men love the chase, but then that's it. Cause it's it's riveting, it's adrenaline pumping. It's mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that he doesn't have somebody good at home. I'm not saying that that's good or bad. Well, actually, it's it's bad, but it's just a thing. I don't know why we do it. It's just we do it for the chase, I guess. I have no problem with that kind of energy. I just wonder how many men out there can handle what they put out because mm-hmm. I know for sure that the guys that I know of and the people that they're in relationships with, if that type of energy was reciprocated, they would be up out of here. Yikes. It would be lights out for that relationship, that marriage. <laughs> I'm done with you. Yeah. I, You're I, out I here absolutely, in these streets. I absolutely feel like men have to be on the defense as much as they are because they cannot handle a woman giving that kind of energy back. That's why you see so many memes nowadays like, oh, these women are out here acting just like men. It's like, okay, well, what's the problem with that? Y'all doing I, it. So I feel like I feel like I don't know, like if you can't if you can't take the same action that you're putting out, then you shouldn't be doing it. Like But a lot of these people don't know that cuz they never have to be in the scenario. I also feel like too in the same sense that like um if you know you got with like a baddie, like she's like look at you. You know what I'm saying? Like Got your hair done all nice. You got the edges going on or whatever. Whatever. Right? Like, I'm pretty sure if I'm hyping you up like this when I see you, then 
when you go to work or when you're out in the streets and you're doing whatever you're doing. You could be grocery shopping with your bonnet on. I'm pretty sure somebody is going to be hyping you up. So, mm-hmm. like, if I can't take that, like, why would I even engage in a conversation with you? You know? Mm-hmm. That's just my thinking. I'm pretty sure everybody doesn't think that same way. Actually, I know everybody doesn't think that same way. Um, but I don't know. That's that's what it is. Uh, so what? What else would you consider cheating? So we got emotionally, obviously physical. Um, what else? I've never been in any other scenarios, so I you think, have to give me a. Example. I think if I'm I'm starting to give my time more so to another person, even if we're just chatting. That I used to give to my partner, and that's being taken away. I think that is a a form of cheating. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say that it's necessarily cheating, but it's a form of cheating. Mm-hmm. So like, maybe. I believe I'm guilty of it sometimes because like I will give my time to other things that I used to give to my partner, but that time is not necessarily with someone else. It may be with NBA 2K21 or like Call of Duty or like, I don't know, my bed and sleep, but it's not with another person. Mm. So like, I don't know. Is that wrong? I think that all things in moderation, right? Right. Again, I hate to always bring up my past, but I have I used to think that I was the type of woman who was like totally down for my man playing video games and kicking it around the house, watching football on the weekends or whatever. As long as you knew where he was at. Yes. But more so it was just that like I knew that those things had an end time. Mm -hmm. I think that a lot of guys nowadays, they don't understand that playing video games and watching football or being on your phone or even talking on the phone with the homies, whatever, whatever your thing is, just like with us women, you got to have a cutoff time for that shit. Because I know for me, it got in the way of our relationship. Like, dog, if... We work opposite schedules and I finally make it home from work and you still want to sit in front of the TV for two and three and four hours after I done already came home, showered, ate, and now I'm sitting here watching you in front of the TV. Yes, I start to feel neglected, especially because one of my love languages is just simply time. Mm. I think that I'm the type of woman where I could care less about you buying me material things. I love to hear how you feel about me and I like for you to give me your attention. What so. if you're like what if you come home, right? And you're like reading a book, but we're like laying together mm-hmm. and I'm like playing the game. That's fine. Do you still consider that quality time? I do because I'm obviously engaged in something else as well. Mm. Like I said, there are there's a time and a place for all of that. Right. I just definitely think that people have to be considerate of The intimacy, again, I feel like when you are clearly trying to engage with your partner, engage with me. Right. When we're just chilling, doing our own things, but we're in the same space, then that's fine. But recognize when your partner wants you. Recognize Mm. when your partner is trying to be here. You know what I'm saying? Right in your face. Right in your grill. (laughs) That wasn't what I was referencing, but okay. (laughs) 
Because uh, okay. <laughs> uh. I know I'm bad. I used to talk on the phone all the time with my girlfriends. Because I didn't live in the same state as any of them. Lauren, shout out to the homies. Shout out to the homies. Lauren was in New York at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, Charlisha was in Georgia. Naisha was all the way in Vegas. Patrice yeah. is all the way in California. So all of my friends are spread all over the world. You know what I'm suggest? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna suggest that you guys have a girls trip. It's very much so overdue, and I'm trying to gather that for my 30th birthday next year. Homies, <laughs> assemble! I was about to say, <laughs> regulators, mount up. <laughs> but, oh, man, um, that funny. used to be one of my biggest problems, is he would always complain, like, you're on the phone all the time. When I walk through the door, you're on the phone. And it's like, okay, you're right. I'm sorry. So can I not have friends? No, but that's not the thing. I heard him and I understood. Like, girl, you got all these other hours of the day to be on the phone with the homies. When I finally walk through the door, that's not the time. And even if you are on the phone when I walk through the door, okay, cool. But an hour later, you know, like if if your man go upstairs, freshen up, take his work clothes off, come downstairs, turn the TV on, and he just sitting there kicking it and you still occupied, Mm. I'd rather not like, hey, girl, I'm actually going to hit you back in a little bit because at that time I had the time. I don't know. Like me, I'm, I don't really care because uh, I can stop all this shit right now. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Because like I, that's just me. Like if I want attention from my woman and I walk in the house and you're there and you've been on the phone, I'm going to come in. I'm going to say hello. I'm going to get my kiss. I go freshen up. I come back. You're still on the phone. We're going we gonna to be having one conversation. <laughs> we all going to be in the same conversation. <laughs> Hello, Charlisha. <laughs> Hello, Lauren. How are y'all? Okay. Then they're going to get sick of me, and then they're going to be like, oh, he wants it's some time. time. To go. It's time to go. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm well, not going to stop your outlook. conversation, but um, I'm going to be a part of that conversation. Well, that's good that you have that outlook. That makes it easier to not be so bound up because it's like because my friends are very important to me so i do prioritize them and we'll get more into the friendship stuff later in this episode of you know second firstborn podcast (laughs) do you believe that open relationships work that's a heavy one again things that i'm more open to now that i was not in the past when I was younger, I most certainly was not interested in any type of nonsense like that. Today, I can see the appeal. Mm-hmm. I also see that I'm a little bit clingy. I have, um, what is that word? I mean, that look. <laughs> I'm just sitting here. I'm just listening. Okay, I'm very clingy. <laughs> Such an asshole. What? <laughs> I'm very clingy. And I like my time, my mm-hmm. attention. Um, but at the same time, I see the value in being able to have a choice. I think that in my past relationship, I was very controlling. I don't feel the need to be that way anymore. Mm-hmm. I think that an open relationship could possibly work, but I think that you have to have very good communication before you decide to do that. And I think that that's where a lot of people's issue comes from is they start on day number one, like, oh, I'm going to be in an open relationship. You can't do that with a new partner. You have to have foundation already. 
in order to, in my opinion, in order to have a successful open relationship, because I know people who have them and have had them for years and it works fine for them because their communication is what it needs to be. They can go to their partner and say, look, yo, I got some needs that need to be tended to. And their partner is totally like, I understand. Whew. This is an interesting topic for sure, because um, I would agree to a certain extent that open relationships may work. Um, I can't say for sure that they do work. I can't say for sure that they don't work because me, myself, I have never been in an open relationship. In my mind, I may have been in, in an open relationship or I may have told people that I'm in an open relationship just to get the booty Yikes. and, you know, still have my cake and eat it too. But like, I feel like that saying, you know, going off the rails is like different from what it was intended to be. But anyways, we'll get into that later. Um, I feel like, like you said, the appeal of an open relationship is is definitely one worth considering if if you and your partner agree to it however i wouldn't i wouldn't uh i wouldn't advise or suggest Mm -hmm. anyone to be in an open relationship just because the relationship is starting to um plateau plateau or become stagnant you know Mm-hmm. I feel like there needs to be a um, come to Jesus moment, come to grips moment with your partner to where it's like, all right, so this is how I'm feeling about our relationship. Our relationship hasn't really been doing anything. We've tried to spice it up. We've tried to do this. However, I'm really in love with you and all this other stuff, whatever the 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 stipulations are. I feel like that needs to be put on the table and then you and your partner need to talk about that. A lot of people can't communicate though. Like I said, I feel like there are so many people who resort to violence because they just cannot communicate. So I feel like violence is not a good thing. So we're just going to, we're just going (laughs) to put that there like that disclaimer, like domestic violence and violence in any sort of way, except for beating the pussy up is bad. So I just feel very much so that folks will resort to wanting to be in an open relationship or cheating because they just refuse to voice whatever their grievances are. They feel like it's easier to just go and get what they want from somewhere else, someone else, than to have to confront their partner. They don't want to be confrontational. They don't want to have to hear all the nagging. They don't want all the questions blah 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 so it's just easier to do this shit and go home i've seen a lot of these couples on facebook or on like instagram that like are in an an open polygamous relationship Mm -hmm. like and they're all married well i don't think they're all married to each other an open relationship and a polygamous relationship are very different though right because polygamy they're all committed to each other right open relationships just simply means that you want If I'm out of town and I'm kicking it with the homies and I see somebody in the elevator and I might want to go to their room and do something, I can. You know, that's what open relationship is. (laughs) Shout out to John Legend. He is a legend. Um, But yeah, I feel what you're talking about. Um, 
I don't know. I think that people should be cautious about using that term open relationship because like I said, even for myself, I would like to think that it's cute and that it could work until your ass is in it. And then you start having all kind of feelings like LMA. And now you got to retract and be like, actually, baby, um, this ain't this ain't going to kick it. Yikes. Um, have you considered being in an open relationship? Mm-hmm. Would you want an open relationship in your current relationship? I sometimes feel that way, yes. Okay. And then I sometimes feel like no. Because mm. I feel very much so like I don't have any experience. So me saying I want to be in an open relationship just sounds like grounds for my partner to do whatever they want to do because nine times out of ten it's going to take me a very long time before i ever you know really take it there with somebody else come to grips like do that with somebody else. before the person that i'm with now i was very much so alone and single for a year and a half Mm. so you know to just be like oh yeah i want to be in an open relationship today and my partner be like okay that's fine what does that do for me it's not like I have a slew of men on my phone waiting to do anything. Not a you know? slew of men. So I think for me, if I were to say that I want to be in an open relationship, that it's just simply because I want to keep my options open in the event that somebody else does present themselves. But as of today, there's no one. So, you know, right? what is the point? For some reason, I have always not been the eye candy. For some reason, I always have to be the one who approaches a man. I hardly ever get hit on. I hardly ever, you know, that that, that just doesn't happen for me. I don't go to work and all the guys are like, oh, my God, Cora. That doesn't happen. Let me so, swoon over you. No. I don't even have male friends. I was just talking to my friend about that the other day, that it irritates me to no extent that I don't even have male friends. Not one Is that, that I can just call. Is that because of your past relationship? I don't even think so. Oh, no. Interesting. People are just not interested like that. Like I said, I never get solicited. So, could You're open the one that's soliciting? In the past, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, I got a question for you. Mm. We're just going to move along, I guess. Is there a difference between the love of your life and your soulmate? Um, I'm going to change the word and the verbiage there. And I'm going to say that there is a difference between your life partner and your soulmate. I very much so think that your soulmate can be anyone. It can be your child, your best friend, your brother, your whoever. But I think that your life partner is the person that you obviously choose to do life with. And that sometimes people um, overstate what a soulmate is. Mm-hmm. I think that it's not necessarily a romantic term. Mm-hmm. A soulmate is just a person who you feel connected to on all levels and who you feel embodies everything that you need. You know what I mean? Like I consider Lauren my soulmate mm-hmm. all the time. Because in the past several years, since our relationship has really taken a turn for, like, best friendship, you know what I mean? Like, let's just use the past four or five years. We have had our little moments and tiffs and things and, like, times where our relationship was kind of just, like, whatever. But for the most part, 
she has most certainly taken care of all of my needs as far as a friend is concerned. And now that we live together, dog, it's like up here. It really scares me sometimes to like think that my best friend really is that bitch. But she just she really takes care of me. There's not a thing that I wake up and need. And she don't already have thought about it, went and retrieved it for me. It's coming in the mail, bitch. Like, I got you. Except sexually. Except sexually. Okay. I am not interested in women in any capacity. I never have I been. I just wanted to, like, state Yes, let's put that as a disclaimer. <laughs> Cora Agia does not get down in the lady pond at <laughs> all. Zero percent. I kissed a girl. I have never kissed oh a girl. Gosh. Oh, yikes. Yeah, I'm 29. I have never kissed a woman before. This I've sounds never... like this sounds like <laughs> MTV True Life. <laughs> My name is Corey G and I'm 29 years old and I've yeah. never kissed a girl. Yeah. Yikes. So anyway, other than sexually, she just really takes care of me. You know what I mean? Like, mm. I feel like emotionally when I'm having a bad day, she just knows what the fuck to say. Even when it comes to taking care of my children, there are some days where I am exhausted and I don't like to ask for help because I feel like she already does enough and she'll go above and beyond and do even more she will cook for me she will clean up my house for me she will take my kids for a drive if she sees that i'm overwhelmed she will wrangle them all in the living room to watch a movie so i can get a nap she will watch them so i can come and see my man like she just understands what the fuck i need and i tell her on the regular basis that if i did like women i would have to give it to her because baby girl i would have to break it all the way off <laughs> because she she deserves like i kid you not in this year since she's been living at my house there are so many instances where i will be having a shit week and she's like oh i got you this little gift wow. what can what? you stop and they don't be small gifts they be expensive gifts Oof. like she she's most certainly my soulmate if i could find a man who was like lauren ashley riddick not the full government i might decide to get on one knee and propose to first of all first of all first of all where is that man you put out her full i did because folks you know and she's a virgo by the way makes a world of a difference her birthday is one day before mine by the way just saying but to get back to the question um i do feel like some people unfortunately are not married or live life with their soulmate i think that there are most certainly people who spend the rest of their life with just a life partner and that's not always a bad thing because let's call a thing a thing lauren and i we might be a little toxic for each other because we do the fucking most we be in that house eating all the damn time what we not supposed to before i stopped drinking we was in there drinking all the time we like to party and bullshit so we might need a little separation of power so that we can focus you know what i was just about to say that those that same phrase separation of power yes we might need a little bit of intermission in order for us to get our shit done you Mm. know but even in that sense i feel like she be keeping me grounded baby girl is a straight a student i need that kind of energy in my house because i'd be out here ready to give all the way up and she's like nah we got it and then boom here i am yes turn on the song for my baby (laughs) <laughs> because um, man but a life partner is cool too because some life partners they might be business savvy they mm. might you know like myself and my ex i felt like before shit really took a turn we were good life partners you know like i took care of the home i helped raise the children he went and did the hard work of making the actual money 
you know, when it was time for us to co-parent, we co-parented well in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And I felt like for the most part, everything was a well-oiled machine. Right. It took a turn because there was no real intimacy. We had no solid foundation for just us. Everything was about everything else, about work, about school, about, yeah. So we had no balance. So that's why that didn't work out. I feel like there, I feel like there is a difference between the love of your life and your soulmate. Um, I feel like, I feel like they can be the same person, but at different stages of their life, you know, mm-hmm. like for every place and time there is a season, mm-hmm. you know? So like maybe one season you have the love of your life maybe she grows into or he in some some cases may be the love of your life that elevates and graduates into your soulmate or sometimes you may meet a soulmate that isn't quite your love your the love of your life but like they can be the same person however there are times where they they're absolutely not the same person you can be so what defines the love of your life or what defines your soulmate i don't i don't i don't don't think well for me personally like if you already know in your head who your the love of your life is and who your soulmate might be how do you define them me personally i don't know Mm -hmm. um you can't necessarily define that like to me i can't necessarily define who my who the love of my life is um i can feel very strongly about someone and tell them that they're the love of my life just because like the love that i'm experiencing with them hasn't been experienced before Mm. so like i feel that that love right there in and of itself is the love of my life Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. but then in the same token like my soulmate could still be out there and be like yo nigga where you at you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. come find me come get me i'm ready but like i'm so focused on the love of my life and that moment that i i'm not looking so you don't believe that your soulmate can be someone other than a romantic partner i don't know i'm not gonna say that it can or i'm not gonna say that it can't i'm open to to be able to find it um, so have you never had a best friend that just really was on point all the time? Like you guys were no. close, close? The only best friend that I've had died when he was four. Um, everybody else has been, I've had strong friends. I've called people best friends, but that best friend came with conditions. Mm-hmm. So like I've had best friends on campus, or I've had best friends when I was in high school, but I don't I don't throw around that f word very lightly. I don't I don't have many friends. I have a gang of associates. Mm-hmm. I have a gang of people I converse with, converse make and jokes, talk yeah, hee hee ha ha, sticker with. People that like so none of these people hit your phone and be like, "Hey, let's kick it today." Nah, nah, I don't. I don't have people like that in my corner. I don't necessarily want people like that in my corner, cause 
some people are shady. People can be shady. Then feelings get involved and they misconstrue what's going on, what their title is, what their role is in your life. And like for me, back when I was like, I was rolling to the club by myself. I was rolling here and there by myself. But I was never by myself because I always knew people wherever I went. So it was never like, oh, I'm in the, alone, in the sticky situation. Yeah, I'm I'm never lonely. But I, I have people who I can call on if something goes awry. I have, or at least I think I do, because I've never been in a situation that I really needed to call on anybody, really, except for my mom. I mean... And even then, I I don't like calling my mom sometimes because I'm well, a prideful I really, person. I really pray that one day you will be able to understand what it feels like to how feel does, like how does you. It, how does it feel to be God's favorite? Yeah, how it feels to, to have, have a soulmate. A, a soulmate and a, a best friend. Well, I wouldn't call her a best friend because she's more than that. She really is. So, yeah, shout out to the Lauren. The Lauren. I'm not going to say her middle name. Please don't, because it yeah, really chaps her she, butt. She, she almost <laughs> snatched me up the first time I said it. Because uh, the Cora Gia likes to go around calling people by their first and middle name. Listen. Yeah, so I'm sorry, Lauren, for, you know, calling you by your first and middle name those times I did. I'm trying to forget your middle name, <laughs> but every time. You know, anyways, but, um, yeah, I think that your soulmate and the love of your life can be the same person and it can also be a different person. Um, I feel like you can be married <clears throat> to your love of your life and not to your soulmate because in the case that your soulmate is somebody of the opposite sex or somebody completely different outside of your relationship with your partner, I feel that that needs to be respected and it shouldn't connect with your relationship or interfere with your relationship that's got to be tough though <clears throat> i always fear those kinds of scenarios where you feel like your soulmate or the love of your life is not the person who you are romantically involved with that that's the type of shit that would stay in my head all the time you talk about why? having sex with somebody and thinking about another person but why that your soulmate me. your soulmate is lauren Right, but and if I'm you and I are in a relationship, but I'm referencing it, and you just said in the sense that it's the opposite sex. Even if it was the opposite sex, okay. Mm. Like, like if this was a person who you had been with, then you guys broke up, and that was just the one that got away. Okay, that wouldn't plague you for the rest of your life. No, because mm. my thing is all right. I can't blame you for anything that happened before me. So why as long call as there's no continual, as long as there's no continual walks and you know, reminiscing in the past about you know the long walks down the beach. Like no. so, why call that person your soulmate then if you don't feel the need to try to pursue them? You don't have to pursue your soulmate, mm. regardless of whether they're the opposite sex or the same sex. Mm. that doesn't mean you have to pursue them that just means that that's who they are to you in your life if i were to come and say oh no you can't be talking to her like that you can't be talking to him like that <laughs> like that makes me look insecure as hell 
Mm. Like, no, nah, bro, you can't be pushing up on my old lady like that. Why do you have to do <laughs> you this know? face? Because, like, that's that's the voice and that's the energy I look at people who actually do that. Like, the small dick energy. Like, mm. I'm worried about my girl going back to you because she's with me right now. And um, uh, uh, she's, she's mine, bro. Like, nah, bro, it doesn't need to be all that. Just relax. Cool your horses. Like, all right, whatever. It, it's, it's not all that deep that people make it out to be. <laughs> <laughs> no, bro. <laughs> Let me do it over time. Please. No, bro. Uh, <laughs> oh man is there such a thing as being pressured into marriage only to be denied sex obviously it is why do you say obviously it is because we were watching this video and homeboy feels like he was pressured into marriage and then his wife wasn't trying to give it up do you feel like he was correct in his assumption of the situation i think that some of what he said was accurate as far as being pressured um he was mentioning that she told him that after a year they needed to be married after being engaged she only wanted to be engaged for a year um that feels like a little bit of pressure you know you have a timeline on your engagement that's pressure but then he was referencing the fact that before that they were living together and she moved out because she wanted him to you know recognize that she wanted something more and that she was ready to move towards marriage. And he was like, that put pressure on me. I'm thinking, no, that just is her wanting her space because she needs to have some clarity about what's going on in her relationship. I think that you can still be in a relationship even though y'all don't live together. If she is trying to set her own boundary and say, hey, I don't want to live with you anymore unless we're about to be married or we are married, that's not pressure. That's just a boundary that needs to be respected. So, yeah, that part. But I feel then, like I feel like a lot of it was pressure. Like if you're if you're basically giving me an ultimatum to say, hey, either we're gonna get married or we're gonna break up. But she that didn't is say pressure. that. Like right, she I'm, didn't break I'm up. Not, with I'm not. Him. I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm just. I'm saying in basically in layman's terms to like. Like, if he felt some type of way about her telling him that. He just wanted her to live with him still so that he could have the cookie and eat it, too. Right, but I'm not I'm not even talking about that. I'm, I'm saying in a, in a situation to where, because women do give men ultimatums, mm-hmm. point blank, period. Mm-hmm. And I'm just speaking in general, not even talking about the video. Like, if she's basically saying, oh, well, if we're not married in a year or so, or blah, 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 then we need to go our separate ways. That is pressure. And then once he does, you know, propose and they're engaged only to not get sex or receive sex or the benefits of being in a relationship, I feel like. So that that part of it. So that part of it, I feel like she took accountability for. I think that she said straightforward when I was ready to get married at whatever age, 26 years old, that you do not understand the ramifications of what's about to happen. And I can attest to that because I was young when I got married and I did not realize that I was making that commitment to my partner to, you know, be everything he needs, including physically. 
And so it is a huge responsibility that needs to be talked about before marriage. I think she took accountability for that. But obviously she's endured all these years and she has to be meeting his needs now because he ain't left her. Obviously, it's a huge thing for him to be able to have his sex life where he needs it to be. So I can only imagine that, like most people, she either rose to the occasion or he would have left her. Right? I would agree to a certain degree. Um, I feel like it's not... I feel like the conversation is not specifically about them. I feel like it's in general terms of any person's relationship. Mm. So, like... I understand where she was coming from. I understand where he was coming from. Um, me watching that video, I feel like parts of it, she pressured him into it. And then parts of it, I feel like he over-exaggerated. So, I mean, I can agree to disagree with anybody about that because it's not my relationship, first of all. And then second of all, like, I'm not in that situation. So I wouldn't be able to say whether I can do this or that in that situation. I think it is definitely necessary to know your partner's sex drive, though, before you get married. Because I believe that for men and for women that it is something that affects you when you are consistently getting it and then you don't. Right. That makes you resentful. I think that we have to also talk about the fact that having a family has a huge effect on your sex life. You know, everybody thinks that it's super cute to get married, have children, and the natural progression of life like she was talking about, and then nobody tells you about how horrible it can be when your partner is wanting it all the time and you're pregnant, or your partner wants it all the time and you just went through birth, like, they be looking at the clock like, okay, girl, the doctor said it's supposed to take six weeks for you to heal. I can't wait that long. There are millions of people who do not wait the six weeks after birth to have sex again. And I just think it's selfish, personally, because if your woman doesn't come to you and be like, hey, I think I actually can handle it, you really should give them that time. Like, I know for me, I felt very pressured into having sex and just being intimate and doing a bunch of stuff that I wasn't really interested in doing while I was pregnant and then after. And that caused a lot of resentment between him and I both because he felt like, oh, well, you're neglecting me. And I felt like, well, listen, you're not listening to my needs. You know, Yikes. he didn't want to go tip for tat. Mm -mm. And so that was very rough. Um, So question would you want monogamy if sex was a chore for you? Not at this age, no. Mm. Mm -mm. But I think that it has a lot to do, well, for me anyway. My sex drive has a lot to do with how I feel in my relationship. Mm. Like if I'm really emotionally attached to you, if I feel safe and secure, I know now that my sex life is lit like a lamp. Hey. when I don't feel safe and secure and like I can trust you it's actually a Sahara desert up in here those are the breaks those are the breaks um 
I don't know if if I felt like sex was a chore for me. It's it's not that I wouldn't have it. It's not that I wouldn't still do it. It's um. I don't know. I I kind of get tired of it, I guess. But then, in the same token, I'd be doing it because my partner wants it more so than me actually wanting it. Because I'm okay with just, like, not having sex and being able to spend time with my woman and, like, just be there. Um, But I don't know. If it was a chore, I'd feel like, you know, my allowance is getting her to bust that nut. I guess I don't know. Mm. Um, should being in a healthy relationship strengthen your sex drive? Yes, I think so. Like I said, for me anyway, I would like to think that it makes a huge difference when you're actually help happy in your relationship, and like you be m- out here like, damn, this man's really good to me. I can't wait to get home. To yes. Oof. Yes. Break him off. Yes. Very not, much so. And I'd be thinking like, damn, like this girl really just sent me twenty bucks to go to like get me some food through Cash App. Ooh, when I see her, I'm gonna like fold her up like a lawn chair. <laughs> you know? Mm. I feel like those are the breaks. Then once I see her I break her off, you know? Um <laughs> Are you able to be in an exclusive relationship if you and your partner are not having sex? Yes. As long as that's communicated that we're not having inse- that we're not having sex intentionally. Yeah, cuz like I I made that question because it was supposed to trick some people up. Like, you know, what if we both stated that we're waiting for marriage? Mm-hmm. Even if we previously already had sex in a relationship, if we decided that, hey, we're not going to masturbate or, hey, we're not going to have sex with each other until such and such and such and such and such and such, then that's still an exclusive relationship, mm-hmm. but we've already communicated to each other that these are the conditions of our relationship moving forward mm-hmm. to meet a certain desired goal between mm-hmm. the two of us mm-hmm. so like you can't just say oh uh no i can't be in a healthy relationship or an exclusive relationship with my partner without having sex or yes i can like there needs to be conversation communication that um you both air out your grievances and set a desired goal with a desired date even if you don't know what the date is mm-hmm Say, for instance, we said that we didn't want to have sex until we're married. Mm-hmm. That is the goal. That is a desired date. Mm-hmm. Even if a date isn't set yet, mm-hmm. that is a desired date. So that's how I feel about that. Yeah. As long as you're not withholding sex in order to be malicious. You know yes. what I mean? Like you're not trying to be angry and tell your partner no or hurt their feelings and tell them no. or. Right you know, get back at them for something by telling them no, then that's different. Mm, Interesting. All right. So let's get into, excuse me, uh, a couple questions that um, we talked about off off there. Um, Is it okay to have friends or best friends of the opposite sex 
while you're in a relationship. That's Would you like me to go first? Yeah, because I'm going to try to sort myself out. But I also forgot you didn't answer the other question. What other question? Um, whether or not you've ever felt pressured in your relationship for sex or emotions. Um, I feel like... I feel like, no, I haven't pressured. I haven't applied pressure physically sexually or emotionally has anybody ever made you feel pressured to do so um i would say not without my knowledge no so like there's there have been times where like um i don't care i'm gonna put her government out here uh carrie who was the lady i was cheating on my now ex-wife with there would be times where she would want me to come over to the house just so I can beat her guts in, right? So she would be like, oh, well, um, I need help putting this together. Would you mind coming over? Instead of just saying, hey, can you come rearrange my guts for me, you know? So, like, I knew what she was wanting, but I was still willing to participate. So I didn't feel pressured. So I I wouldn't say that I felt pressure into having sex so do you feel like having sex is something that your woman should always just ask for or do you feel like it's necessary sometimes for them to wait for you to come and ask no like because me um if i'm in a relationship with my woman my penis belongs to her just as much as it belongs to me so if she were to just like decide to reach in my pants and grab it it's hers. It belongs to her. So she doesn't need a big boisterous sign or, hey, um, what are you doing later on tonight? Um, I was wondering if you don't have to beat her on the bush for me. If you want, if you want me to rearrange your guts, just be like, I'm coming to get the penis later. And I'd be like, all right. But you don't feel the need to reciprocate that. I feel like it's inappropriate for, this is just me. I don't know about other people because I can't speak for them. I feel like me, even if we've already had sex, I still need the green light to give you that, you know? I can't just invite myself into your guts. That'd be like, you know, rape. And people go to jail for that and... But you don't I don't know to, how I would do in jail. But there's other ways to solicit your partner besides just pulling my pants down. You can verbally communicate when you, it's time for you to be serviced too. No. Um. I like I like to keep a uh, uh, an illusion of surprise. You know, so like when it comes to me, I. I know I don't have to be serviced all the time because like back when I first started having sex after my initial initiation into the sex world, as I would like to say, um, I went a whole year without it. And then there's been a couple times where after my last time I had sex, I went a whole year without it. So I'm okay without being serviced. 
But you don't think that that sounds a little biased when you're like, oh, well, my penis is my woman, so she can have it whenever she wants. But then you don't make your woman feel like you want her all the time. It's kind of just like optional. Like, ah, if I get it, I get it. If I don't, I don't. You don't think that's a little offensive? I don't think it's offensive because it's... You have to make your woman feel desired. If she's constantly being the one to solicit you all the time, then I think it's. I don't think that's me not not um, being desirable or making her feel like I'm desiring her. Like, I feel that people too often talk about sex in a relationship and not about everything else that goes around around. You know. I feel like the easier sex was able to get, the harder love was to find, you know? And I feel like even in a relationship, like there's so many other things to talk about. Whether you're just listening to each other breathe or just doing the things and things and planning dates and trips and stuff, like all that can can be talked about. But, like, if I'm telling you every day that I want to have sex with you, I, I feel like it it's not genuine at some point, you know? That's just me. Like, I've never been the type to just, like, hit my woman up and be like, hey, yo, later on tonight, I'm going to dick you down. Even though that'll probably, like, make her moist and stuff. But, like, if that's something that my woman desired for me, she, I can... I can try that, but like, you know, I'm open to it. Okay, back to the other question. Are you okay over there? Yeah, I'm just listening. Oh, okay, I'm just making sure. Just making sure, you know, checking on you. <laughs> uh, so the question was, um, is it okay? Uh, oh, wait, where am I at? Right there. Is it okay to have friends or best friends of the opposite sex while you're in a relationship? We were letting you answer first. So I'm going first. Um, I feel that it is okay. Just as long as certain lines are not crossed. You know? Mm -hmm. So you can have a best friend or friends or the same sex, opposite sex. As long as you don't go past this certain line mm -hmm. like if you guys are going out on friend dates that's fine once it starts to become physical eh, 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 nope nah nah son this ain't it you know mm -hmm. just the same with me like once feelings become go past plutonic yeah it's a no for me dog I think that that's the reason why I go back and forth on this question so much is because it sounds cute and cool to be like, yeah, I'm secure enough. My man can have a female friend, but it's just like at the end of the day, humans are horrible Facts. and your man can be sitting there having a female best friend. And then all of a sudden there are feelings. All of a sudden there's flirtation. All of a sudden they hug their friend differently when they see them or all of a sudden 
that friend is calling more than usual or texting at the wrong fucking times of the day. And then I just feel like slowly but surely those feelings turn into something else. And we all know what it feels like to be trying to um, hold yourself back from doing something you really want to do is difficult. And that's why people end up cheating. And I just feel very much so like it's a slow progression. I don't think that anybody is out here on day number one. Like, yeah, that's my best friend, but we fucking like nobody's saying that. But do I think that it happens because there's a natural progression? If this is your best friend, that means that obviously you guys have some type of a connection and it doesn't take away from the value of your relationship you having a connection with somebody else but it just simply means that there are other people in your life who you feel strongly about and I think that a lot of times people like to deny the fact that they are attracted physically to their best friends Mm. and so I just very much so feel like yes the mature side of me wants to say that it's cool to have best friends of the opposite sex But I just feel like, again... The practical side of you is like, no. Yeah, and I just feel like at the end of the day, be prepared to have that same energy reciprocated. That's all. Okay, so if that's the case, should your partner be the only person that you confide in while you're in the relationship? I don't think that your partner should be the only person that you confide in. Right. I think very much so that it is important to have other people who you can lean on, depend on, call for advice um, to mediate and intervene in your Mm, relationship. Moderate, yeah. I think that having friends who you can depend on or even a family member who you can call up and air your grievances about and you know that it's a safe space is actually very healthy for your relationship because in my experience, when it's just the two of you battling it out all the time, you end up, having a lot more miscommunication Mm -hmm. and you end up never being able to see the other person's side because you're only looking from your point of view. I know for myself that I tried to keep my relationship to myself a lot and it did nothing for me. When I started going to other people and asking their opinion about things like, Hey, do you think this is wrong? And people would be like, nah, girl, listen to your man. Like, you know, that's not such a bad thing. Why don't you try it? Then maybe you know, my eyes were opened a little bit to the fact that everything he was saying was not as horrible as I was making it seem. So I think that it's important to have other people to influence you. But at the same time, I think that it depends on, again, what kind of confiding are you doing? Okay, so is it okay for a member of the opposite sex? Is it okay for you to talk about to a member of the opposite sex about your relationship? I think that it can be a yes or no answer. Like the grievances, like what he is doing, what he isn't doing. I think it can be a yes or no answer because I've definitely seen people get themselves into some murky waters because they're confiding and venting to somebody who's interested in them and they don't even recognize that that person. Exactly. They don't even recognize that that person is preying on them. Mm. People be oblivious. That's a finesse right there. It very much so is. Yeah. The oldest trick in the book, really. Mm-hmm. Okay. So is it okay for a woman to sit on her male best friend's lap or a male to have her be- his best friend 
was a woman sit on his lap? In or outside of your presence? I just feel like that's a little egregious. It is egregious. I would never sit on my male friend's lap. Yeah, that's a that's a big hell no from this guy here. <laughs> I would never sit on my male friend's lap. So like, like in what capacity am I doing that? Like, yeah, what is the scene? <laughs> like my my reply to that is, who's getting yoked up first? Is it her or is it him? Because somebody's about to catch these hands. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not about to put my hands on a woman, but like, I have sisters. That'll put their hands on you. You know what I'm saying? But like, yeah, that's a big hell to the nah, nah, nah. But you look like the type who would let somebody sit on your lap and then be like, oh, you know, we were just joking. First of all, you said I look like I'm the type that'll let somebody sit on my lap. Mm -hmm. You must be out of your goddamn cotton pick of mine. Mm -hmm. No, that's that's a big hell no. That's interesting. No. That's boundaries. First of all. I feel some of the shade that you're tossing <laughs> off in my direction, and that's unwarranted. Mm-hmm. It's unneeded. It's unnecessary. We're gonna move right along though, because mm-hmm. yeah, I don't, I don't appreciate that. Um, is it expected that your friends are to be my friends, and my friends are to be your friends if we're in a relationship? I don't necessarily think that our friends have to be exclusive to each other, but Mm -hmm. I do think that it is important for them to get along and to mingle and be able to be in the same circle. I would love to be able to have my friends be your friends and yours be mine, um, but I do think that there also needs to be a little bit of space and boundaries, you know? But to just be like straight up, no, don't talk to my friends. No, you can't be around my friends. That makes me feel very insecure. Like, what the fuck is the problem? Why can't I know who your homies are? I feel like in a relationship, you need to know who my friends are. Thank you. I feel like I need to know who your friends are. Period. I feel like... They are an extension of us. I feel like I want to know about your past. Mm-hmm. Say if it's a person of the opposite sex. Granted, I'm not going to judge you for that, you know, because what happened... With you and your past, people are in the past. As long as it doesn't become the current and the present. You know? So, I want to know who your friends are. But that doesn't mean that they have to be my friends. Mm. Because that's not a requirement of our relationship. So, like, I can be cordial with everybody. Even if we've had previous engagements and situations you know but once it goes past a certain point that's that's a no that's a big hell no um i'm not gonna stop you from moving the way you move with your friends you know as long as it doesn't go past a certain point and i expect the same type of energy when it comes to me you know Mm -hmm. um like i said like if we were to get married and my friends were gonna be like or I don't know if I have too many friends that would like plan a bachelor party for me or a bachelorette party for you. Like, I don't know what your friends would do, but like, I don't, I don't know what we would be doing. I know it wouldn't be like what you see on like the best man. Like we're not mm-hmm. going to be having no strippers cause I'm not into strippers like that. Um, I don't know. I just know that my, my friends, the friends 
the people who I call friends are are pretty cool people. Like it's okay if you meet them. It's okay if you don't want to meet them. Just like it's okay if you want to meet my family. And it's okay if you don't want to meet my family. That's fine too. So I feel that, you know, I'm going to present the opportunity for you to meet them. But at the same time, if you don't want to meet them, that's your prerogative, Bobby Brown. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Um, you have any shout outs? Like you we always, always do. always want me to have shout outs. Hey, you know, you got to shout out the people that you love. Shout out all your best friends, all the homies. <laughs> Regulators. <laughs> Moon up. Yeah, shout out to my best friends. There's a good handful of them. We have Olivia, who's in California. She's military. Mm-hmm. We have Patrice, who is also in California. Right. She's married to my cousin, who is one of my closest cousins. Shout well. out to the cousins. Um, to love. Yes. Then, obviously, there's Lauren, hey. who is here in Florida with us. Shout out to the Lauren. There's Naisha, who is all the way in Vegas. Shout out. Yes. And then there's the Charlisha Kofa. All the way in Georgia. Hey. Mm-hmm. She might have to make a trip down here. She wants us to very much so come down there for the holiday. I mean, up there. Georgia is above us. Whatever. <laughs> she wants us to come to her. Um. Shout out to whoever did your hair. Because, like, I know y'all can't see it, but her baby hairs <laughs> is on f- fleek. <laughs> They're kind of wavy right now. It's making me nauseous. <laughs> She got this whole crochet thing going on, and it's... We might have to get off this real fast, if you know what I mean. It's egregious. You talking to anybody? Where are your shout-outs? Oh, okay. So, <laughs> all right. That's what type of time we're on. Okay, cool. Um, Shout-out to all my haters, like I always say, in just about every episode. You guys make me better. You guys make me greater. Um, Shout-out to all my peeps. In the land of the living. Shout out to Modi. Uh, my best friend. Who just had his birthday. On the 28th. Which was Wednesday. He would have been 32 years old. So. Shout out to you from above my brother. Love ya. Um, shout out to Camo the Protégé. Uh, for this awesome beat. Shout out to Chantel the Shutter. For your amazing growth and your support um shout out to all the listeners if you're listening to this podcast right now shout out to you if you put your friends on to listen to our podcast shout out to you because you are the true mvp um hey for anybody who wants to like send me some free gifts some free hats some free t-shirts i'm always into the dad hats I'm always into the free t-shirts. If you want your logo out there, let me know. Because I will gladly rock it and support you. Just as long as you do the same for me when I come out with some some merch. Um, until then, it's been real. You have been listening to the Second Firstborn podcast. I'm your host, Stefan Williams, a.k.a. Stefan Williams. And my co-host, as always. Cora. Bruh, <laughs> you gotta do better. You gotta do better. I don't 
I be giving you, I be giving you alley oops. I be giving you alley oops. I mean, just be comfortable with whatever you want to call yourself. I'm comfortable with Cora. Sorry, I didn't mean for you to yell at me, Jesus. <laughs> All right, um, so that's it for now. You guys be easy. Peace.